Welcome back to the Wallaway. We're excited to have Gulam Kehar back on our show. Last time you were here, we uh, you had some good news. Started with launch good, and we're about to embark on a new journey. So before we get to the second part of that statement, tell us about now that uh, you've been with Launch Good for some time, and based on what you said to us a couple months back, uh, what, what's some initial analysis or feedback after being with Launch Good for a few months now? Welcome, uh, Sam. It's nice to be back. Uh, so, Alhamdulillah, Launch Good, like I said, has been uh, it's been a few months. Um, it's been it's been uh, it's been everything I was hoping it to be. Nice. Uh, it's a good culture. They got good leadership there, and uh, you know the work's been engaging. A lot of a lot of trial and error. A lot of you know trying and failing and succeeding and, and moving in the direction you know that that becomes apparent. So it's been fun. Great people. Great work. You know, meaningful work. And uh, I feel like it's only the start. So there's a lot more to do. And just give us a quick highlight in the sense of um, you know since we have Muslim and non-Muslim viewers. Ramadan just finished. Yeah. So in uh, faith-based organizations or organizations that serve faith-based communities, what does that time of Ramadan look like in those organizations? Sure. So uh, Ramadan is a time of giving for Muslims. So uh, uh, nonprofits or anybody involved in like the charitable sector, it's like you know it's a month of Super Bowl every day, right? So uh, it's very busy. People are giving, uh, looking for places to give. Uh, you know whether it's. Um, you know, local, international. So uh, at LaunchGood, you know, we obviously we're in the middle of that. We facilitate giving. So uh, we're working with, you know, in the nonprofits, we're working with the donors, we're connecting them. So it's an extremely busy 30 days, but um, it's wonderful. And, you know, it, it, that's kind of how Ramadan plays out, but then it kind of slowly dies down. Okay, so uh, LaunchGood check in terms of it's, it was what you expected. And then you were also embarking on a new journey uh, which is with the Coast Guard. Yeah. So can you give us a breakdown of, before we get into you know, the technicalities of what you did while you were there and boot camp and whatnot, what intrigued you and interested you in even joining the Coast Guard? Sure. So yes, I, I did join the Coast Guard Reserve since the last time we spoke. Um, you know, it's, it's always been, uh, I, I guess, a kind of way of mine to see, okay, what more can I do? Mm. So, uh, you know, I was at a point, you know, a few years ago where I was exploring, all right, you know, I'm doing something professionally and community-wise. I was like, okay, what more can I do to, uh, you know, to serve, to, to help, but also grow in the process? Mm. And, you know, uh, physical challenges always kind of attracted me a little bit in the different things I do. So uh, this was a perfect opportunity because it was, you know, I didn't have to leave or change my current career uh, I, I, you know, I get to to, to serve, you know, uh, and the, you know, one of the Coast Guard's many missions is to, you know, essentially, you know, save and protect lives, and uh, you know, I get to grow in the process. There's a lot of training, a lot of new challenges, a lot of environments you put in where you have to grow. So, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, it, it just led me there. So generally, so now I'm I'm seeing like a pattern, right? Because when we we heard last time you talked about Amana Refugee Services, something that you helped co-found. Um, and then obviously you pass the mantle on, but again, it was servitude with launch good. You just mentioned in Ramadan that, you know, this is like a Super Bowl for all nonprofits. Again, they're servitude. So what is this, what is it about serving others and helping others and empowering others that resonates with you specifically? So you mentioned the physical side of mm -hmm. the Coast Guard, but now the servitude side of it. Mm -hmm. What is it about that across the board that just intrigues you? It's a great question. I think, you know, for, for me, it, a lot of it is rooted in, in our faith. You know, just a, a, as a Muslim, it's just, you know, uh, the Prophet Muhammad, the, who, who, peace and blessings be upon him, who we, 
strive to follow. You know, that was his life, was mm-hmm. just serving others. And uh, I know it comes naturally to some people versus others, but um, it's just a lifestyle, you know, that it, it's, not, it's not an event, it's a lifestyle. Mm. Uh, so, you know, just trying to build upon that lifestyle of, of how we can bring in servitude into every aspect. Uh, you know, I, and, and one of the, I, I guess, things that reminded me now is I, I was, when, when I, a few years ago when I was just, you know, enjoying my time on the weekends, I was, uh, I was thinking that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm doing some good in, in, in my career where it has meaningful work. I'm working with family. I have time on the weekends. What, what can I do that's mm-hmm. meaningful, can serve, but also, you know, not disturb the other things? So, uh, it, it, you know, for me, it's rooted in the faith. Okay, so we'll jump back on that point, but now definitely have to ask you about, because you've never served before, so now I, I remember you uh, taking time away to go to boot camp. So what was that entire boot camp experience like? Um, just, just give us an introduction to that. <laughs> so it, 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 was, uh, it was intense, mm. but uh, it was definitely uh, fun and a growing experience. Mm. So um, the boot camp I went to was 30 days. The, the normal Coast Guard boot camp is actually eight weeks. Mm. You, you get to go to a fast-tracked one if you have certain requirements. So I met those requirements. Uh, it, it was intense, but, uh, you know, I honestly I enjoyed it a lot because uh, it was a challenge, right? It was something different, uh, new environment, new people, new, um, new experiences. So overall, like, uh, like I said, I, I, I just say it's, it was intense, but it was fun because uh, we created a lot of bonds with, you know, our, our group. You know, we had about 30, yeah, about 30 members or 30 recruits in our company. That's what it's called. You know, you're sleeping, living, breathing, eating together mm. for, for 30 days almost, right? So you, you build some good relationships. Uh, you get a little bit used to the military lifestyle of attention to detail, you know, long hours. Uh, you know, there was a lot of the, the whole yelling, you know, company commanders yelling at you. So you go through a lot in a short time. So you create a lot of bonds and, and you feel like you grow a lot. So... I just felt like I grew a lot, but, you know, I wouldn't do it again if I had the choice. <laughs> so, so talk about that growth, because last time we talked about this, you mentioned some, like, lessons learned. So what are some lessons that you can share in terms of because of your experiences, because of, the, you know, as, as we would say in the old, old school, because of your experience with your brothers in arms, right? Or yeah, yeah. Just living with people, growing with them, encountering different personalities, or maybe even the structure of how the boot camp was set up. What are some lessons that you learned? Man, there's there's so many, but a uh, couple that come to mind is is one like becoming an attentive and active listener. Mm. Um, that that was really because you know you, <laughs> you you're trying to save yourself initially, not be yelled at, not singled out. So you try to do everything right, but it's designed where you are going to mess up. Mm. But your your listening goes up another notch. You're like, all right, let me let me uh, like pay attention to everything that's being said, being done. Uh, it's kind of like a heightened sense of attentiveness all the time, Mm. which tires you out a lot. Mm. So that, that was one, you know, you, you, you become a little more attentive. Then on the same note is attention to detail Mm. across the board, whether it's, you know, getting up, making your bed a a certain way every morning, putting your shoes a certain way, your rack has to be done a certain way. You have to walk out a certain way. You have to address a certain way. Everything you do has to be done a certain way. And, uh, you know, if you don't, you're called out and you're, you know, you're punished for mm. it. So attention to detail, which uh, I, I tried to do before, but it's just at a different level over there, right? Um, that's when, you know, you learn mm. to, to pay attention to the mm. small things that add up to the larger things. Mm. Um, and then... 
Well, you, yeah, you mentioned something last time about the like t- like time management, going to bed at a particular time, everything yeah. is super structured, and you were, you were talking about some of those benefits. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's what I was going to get yeah. to in, in terms of the structure. Mm. So uh, I really enjoyed the structure because you start to see like your body gets used to it, and then you you start like feeling the benefits of the structure. Mm. Uh, you wake up early morning, you know, we w- wake up five thirty a.m. You know, being yelled at, you have to be up and ready in like in one minute while they take roll call and then you, they give you time objectives all right in 30 minutes be dressed in a certain uniform and be at the certain place um so throughout the day you're structured you have everywhere we go outside of the building you have to march as a company uh there's a there's you know the squad leader has to call the cadence so everything you do you did not only in structure but as a unit mm. so uh the structure really helped you know the long 16 17 hour days uh, your body gets used to going to bed a certain night, but the, the days get tiring. So, you know, you, you, you feel like you're being challenged. You know, you only eat at certain times. Mm. There are three meals a day with no snacks in between. Uh, and so, you, you know, you, you, you think about, you know, what, what to do when you get hungry. You're like, all right, I just got to wait. So just the structure kind of takes your mind to a place that, okay, there's a certain time to do this. Right now, I got to focus on the objective. How was your first day back uh, after all the structure and then all the structure being gone? Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was tough. You know, your body's used to waking up a certain time, eating a certain time. And it was funny at the airport, some of us after, you know, we graduated, we were flying back. One of the things at boot camp, you have, it said, uh, when you walk, it's right shoulder to something. Mm. So you always have to walk on the right side of something where your shoulders either to the grass or to the wall, mm. and we found ourselves doing that. Like the air, we're like, why are we walking on the right side? No, so you, you notice yourself doing that, but you know because it's very comfortable to go back. You you usually easily break the routine after a couple of days. So obviously, thirty days, very intense, valuable lessons learned, sacrifice, structure, time management. Um, coming back, I'm sure there were things that you would like to impart on the community, like our community in general, from the lessons that you learned from the learning experiences. So what are some things that you would like to share with the community if you had the chance? You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I think, you know, I was the, uh, as an experience like with our Muslim community, so I was the only Muslim over there in the mm. company. Uh, a lot of my company, had, some of them had served overseas, they might have met a Muslim, but most of them hadn't like, you know, spend time with a Muslim like that. Mm. So. It, it helped me, like, it, it helped that, you know, I, going in, I was very upfront and confident about my faith that, look, I need to, I need certain times to pray. I don't eat certain things, you know, I, I don't do certain things when it comes to, like, modesty and stuff. So, um, it was, it was very surprisingly, like, easy to do that mm. and just still feel part of the brotherhood. I felt like, you know, maybe if I was a Muslim, they, it, it, it'd be a little weird, you mm. know. But I didn't feel that, uh, and I think that's very unique to the Coast Guard because Coast Guard's like one. Of, it, it is the smallest military branch, and the mission is more humanitarian than others. Mm. Uh, it's not a wartime service, right? Mm. It's 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 all the mission is active all the time. It's it's a lot of protection, a lot of you know life saving, mm. uh, a lot of things to serve the public good. So um, it, it it was unique in that sense. So. I encourage my, my, my message to a lot of folks when I come back is, you know, look into it, you know, uh, look into the reserve, the Coast Guard Reserve. It's, you know, you get great and forget the benefits, but just for you as your growth uh, uh, and the representation as a Muslim, I think you'll do it'll do great. Like you'll learn so many things. Yeah, you'll get to explore so many options. So 
um, you know, yeah, just explore it. You know, maybe it's right for you. But just like you mentioned in terms of now it's not a wartime effort and also that aspect of the Coast Guard saving lives, right? Mm. So what about that correlation with just Islamic principles in general about like protecting and saving oh, yeah. lives and things of that nature? Oh, it, it was, that's why the Coast Guard was a perfect fit, mm. right? So the Coast Guard has many missions, uh, but they all revolve around like, you know, protection, um, security, life-saving. So when I was, you know, looking to you know, which branch to join, this was like the clear, uh, you know, standout because it just aligns so much. I mean, mm -hmm. it just aligns, simply put it, you know, you're helping others, you're, you're you know, in, in whatever you're doing in the Coast Guard, you end up doing some way of, you know, service, whether it's directly, you know, pulling someone out of the water, you know, or, or you know, being, you know, standing on guard somewhere or, you know, uh, going out for a check. It, it's just all aligned with service. So like, mm -hmm. It was so perfectly aligned that, I, you know, I just, I saw no, like, hesitation at all. Yeah, what's interesting is that what you mentioned earlier about you had, like, preconceived notions that, okay, like, because of, like, religious modesty or food, food restrictions, mm -hmm. that it would be difficult. And then you found it surprisingly accommodating. Yeah. So I would say in general, I, I find that not j just with the Coast Guard, but things in general, right, where yeah. people are not familiar with something, they, they're interested in maybe traveling or uh, picking up a new hobby or going to the gym, whatever it may be. But there's a hesitation based on maybe some preconceived notion that might not be entirely yeah. accurate. Yeah. So um, I, I guess a simple, simple question or simple answer from you is, do you recommend in general, because you know, I've, I've learned from you that you try various different things yeah. in your history, right? So do you recommend people just to kind of sometimes push into that uncomfortableness or that discomfort and kind of engage with new opportunities? Obviously, of course, absolutely. And I think I, I hadn't done that in a long time. And mm -hmm. this boot camp was probably the most intense version of it. But like, I feel even though I'm the same person, it's it's like a different level. Now, um, if you when we are comfortable, when we're not challenged, we really don't change, right? Change mm -hmm. happens in uncomfortable environment. And it shows you your potential. That's mm -hmm. what you know, I came out one of the one of the big lessons that I personally took um, when I was reflecting upon my experience is what if I didn't do this? I, I, I would have never known how much more I could do. Mm. Like what's my potential, right? Mm. You're only going to find out your potential by actually living it. Right. Mm. So if you think your potential is a certain level, all right, get there. And, and maybe it'll, you'll see that you could do much more in, in a certain way. Like as I said, the physical aspect was, I, I trained a lot, I prepared a lot, but I was kind of underwhelmed of how like physically not challenging it was. Mm. But not to make, you know, I want to be clear, it was there are certain requirements so you have to you know, meet a certain level. But for me, it showed me, all right, I can do much more physically than, than that. Mm. So I came out of this saying, all right, you know, um, you know, there's something more than this up ahead. So is it fair to say that you, you, know, you thought your ceiling was somewhere but then based on pushing yourself, you realize your ceiling was much higher. Absolutely. But if you had never gone to, through this experience, so I'm, basically the point I'm making is because you went through this experience, it's probably now propelled you in your mind to think, I want to try some other things and th this is a yes. roadmap to achieve these things. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And, and, and another lesson that I was, mm. I was talking to someone else about is that it, it showed me that, it reminded me that when, you know, if you want to do something, you put in the time, you put in the effort, you plan it out, you do the homework, you know, you can do it, mm. right? I, I was really scared about the physical aspect, 
because I was out of shape. I trained so hard, and, and you know, uh, you know, I, I got there, and it was it was no issue. But I put I put my heart and soul into it, mm. and and I accomplished something. You know, and it it just reminded me that all of us can do that. Mm. It's not something special, unique to certain individuals. You just have to put in the time, put in the effort, do your homework, and go for it. You know, you'll, you'll learn something along the way and you'll achieve something along the way and you'll, mm. you'll show yourself how much more you can do. So, with, you know, with what you're able to tell us in general, now that we've learned a little bit more about you over the last two interviews, you know, from college and starting Amana to passing on the mantle, we talked about leadership, uh, we talked about you know moving to launch good and working with the right team. Now we talked about the Coast Guard reserves. What's on the horizon? Oh man, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna you know enjoy my 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 time at uh, launch good and and you know even Coast Guard it's reserved so I uh, it, you know I, it's not like I'm active duty doing mm. it all the time. Mm. So um, within the Coast Guard I, I plan to you know uh, stay there and and you know kind of work my way up in different things. I'm going to an advanced training later on in the year, which mm. is uh, which is ten weeks compared wow. to the thirty days. So that's uh, that's a whole other beast, you know. Mm. Ten weeks, you have to live there, you have to go through advanced training. It's less of a boot camp environment, more of a mm. college environment where you're learning a lot, but it is still training. So that's what's next on the horizon. So maybe we'll talk uh, talk after that and see how that goes. But that's more specialization in in mm. in, in the area that you're going to work in. Well, Gulam, it was a pleasure. Uh, Nothing but the best in the future, and we look forward to the third interview. Thank you. Appreciate it.